You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said, feed my lambs. Who is being confirmed today? Raise your hand. No, you have to really raise your hand. Okay, I just want to know who I'm talking to here. The rest of y'all can listen if you want to, but you're the ones that I'm talking to. So now you are about to be confirmed into the Episcopal Church. And what does that mean, really? What does that mean? Y'all know all about how and when and what you're supposed to do and where you're supposed to go and you kneel on that thing and I put my hands on your head and I'll mess up some of the guy's hair. But what does it mean? Why are we doing any of that? Because today, you in the presence of God and the family of God are confirming promises made for you when you were baptized. And now you take it upon yourself to follow Jesus. You still need to pay attention to what your mama says. You still need to listen to the Sunday school teacher. You still need to listen to the preacher. You need to learn as much as you can. You're never done learning about Christianity, what we believe, what we hope, who we trust. But now you become responsible for yourself in a new way. And if you are paying attention to what you're doing, you, you will have to say, so what does that mean? What, what, do we, what do we do? And this lesson from the Gospel of John is a real good start. Feed my lambs, tend my sheep, feed my sheep, follow me. The Cathedral Church of the Advent reminds me very much of the church that I grew up in in Vicksburg, Mississippi, Holy Trinity Episcopal Church. Holy Trinity is not really this big. It seemed like it was when I was a kid. And it was never this full, except for Christmas Eve. But it was beautiful and ornate like this. They will tell you quickly that their windows are prettier than any other windows anywhere in Christendom. But y'all have a good argument. And in the spring of 1966, I was confirmed. I was in the sixth grade, 11 years old. And I have been doing my best to follow Jesus ever since. Years went by and I was ordained a deacon and then a priest and then I was in another church and eventually I moved to Alabama where I met a man who had sheep. He kept a flock of sheep. And I had never actually seen a sheep 
So I went to visit him. I mean, I'd seen him in stained glass windows and I'd seen him in movies and stuff. But I went to see these sheep and I was trying to get him to say, yes, we could bring sheep to the Christmas pageant. Wouldn't it be cool to have real sheep? And then I met the sheep. <laughs> they're dumb. And they're scared. And they smell horrible. So I said to my friend, well, maybe we could just get a couple of lambs. And I met the lambs, and they were smaller and dumb and scared and smell bad. And I said, maybe you could bathe one or two. <laughs> he said, maybe you could bathe one or two. And that was the end of that whole thing. And Jesus regularly calls his followers sheep. Not because we smell bad, probably. And not because we're dumb. We're probably smarter than what is good for us. But we are very often scared. My life changed forever the day that my friend Cliff talked me into being a counselor at summer camp. I was 15 years old. The campers would be third and fourth graders. He convinced me that it would be a good idea um, to come because if I went to camp, I wouldn't have to cut the grass that week. It's funny the things that will change your life. And while I was there, it occurred to me that I was not only Crofton and Mary's son and Crofton's little brother and Becky's little brother, but I was also my own self. It's the first time that ever happened to me. I was also my own self. And I was part of a community of love. And I'd never been aware of that before. While I was there, one of the counselors convinced me that I should come back and work a session for people with mental and physical disabilities. I was scared to death. But I got a camper who was in a wheelchair who has cerebral palsy. And he taught me all about driving a wheelchair and he taught me all about helping somebody else get dressed and eat and go to the bathroom. And by the end of the week, we were good friends. On the last full day of the session, it was raining and the electricity was off and we were all in this big screened-in porch kind of place. And there were people over there singing the hokey pokey as if that's what it's all about. <laughs> and people over here playing dodgeball and two counselors um, foolishly trying to play ping pong in a crowded room. And my friend Neil and I, my camper Neil and I, were just talking. And at some point he needed something, some ice or water or a paper towel or something. And I stood up and I looked at all these other people, 60 campers with mental and physical disabilities, 30 or 40 high school kids and college kids who were trying to help, 15 or 20 adults doing their various jobs. And it occurred to me that it was more trouble than it was worth to figure out who was who. It didn't matter in that one bright, shining moment. It didn't matter who was a star quarterback and who was in a wheelchair, who was homecoming queen and who drooled. We were all just the children of God. And I thought, this is the kingdom of God right here. That's pretty heavy stuff for a 15-year-old kid. The kingdom of God, when all of the people of God are gathered, all of them 
different, all of us with abilities and disabilities, all of us sinners, all of us saints, and it didn't matter who was white or who was black and who was fast and who can't move. If we're going to follow Jesus, we need to we need to love God's children, all of them. And some of them smell bad, and some are dumb, and a lot of them are scared. And those are exactly the people that Jesus calls us to feed and tend and love. One of the things that you figure out when you're about 11 or 12 or 13 or 14 or 15 or 63 is that the world is bigger than my experience of it. And things are more complicated than we can describe. And we set up all these structures to keep us separate and divide ourselves so that we can tell the difference between us and them. And then if we can figure out that us is better than them, well, that's wonderful. But if we're going to follow Jesus, it's not us and them and them and them and them. It's just us. It's just the children of God. It's just all of us lambs following along best we can. And our job is, as the ones who have given ourselves to follow Jesus is to love them. Love them all. Even the ones we don't like, even the ones we don't agree with. Even the ones that we imagine are more sinful than we are. Love them all as Jesus loves us without conditions, without strings attached, without saying, what's in it for me? So, <clears throat> for those of you who are, who are confirmed today, for those of you who have been confirmed before and may yet be confirmed another day, if you ever get around to asking the question, what are we supposed to do as Christians? Love the children of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, love them all. Feed my lambs. Tend my sheep. Feed my sheep. Follow me. Thanks be to God. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us for one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.